producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Beep, beep, indeed. (laughs) Minnesota sports fans. What a night last night. What an interesting night last night. The Minnesota Vikings took a massive L to the Philadelphia Eagles 24-7. And believe me when I say we are going to dive right into it. But before we do, the voice you hear is Artist Woods. I'm joined by the usual cast, AJ Fredrickson and Jason Stormer. Guys, how you feeling? Uh, Yeah, I'm assuming you're feeling better than me right now. Feeling pretty good. For obvious reasons. Uh, Your Eagles took it to my Minnesota Vikings. AJ probably agrees with that sentiment. Uh, You're probably... Flying high right now, aren't you? Pretty high. Pretty yeah. Flapping my wings. I, I won some coffee at work. My coworker bet me. He's like, hey, if the Eagles win, I owe you a coffee. And if the Vikings <laughs> win, you owe me one. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like a fair bet to me. And today he just walked in with a coffee. And like, hey, 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 I, 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 I would have brought you I, that. I, I would have brought you that coffee at the end of the second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much over after that, man. No, I'm, I'm joking on him because he listens to this. No, he actually oh, asked you. me. He asked me what I wanted, and I told him. He was real cool about it. You know, it, you know, it was what it was. Yeah. AJ, how you feeling, my boy? You know, honestly, I feel like I've gotten kicked in the gut a couple times. No. Um. Only because all of my timeline for Twitter last night was just multiple videos of Eagle fans, like with the Go Birds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, it, I, just to start it off, I want to say, because I was ranting about this uh, to my buddies last night, it's so unoriginal now, just with like the mainstream and like how far detached we are from the originality of it. When opposing fans mock. The skull, or now so the gritty sometimes. Mm. Can't beat the, him, join him. Same season or once removed, I understand. Because you don't you, you don't always get a chance to play somebody like whatever. You've now you there you gotta have something else. You got <laughs> it, it's just unoriginal. It's just unoriginal at this point. It's every stadium now. Yeah. If the Vikings lose in any stadium, the skull chant is mimicked every single time. And I am all here for it. And like, every major sports outlet acts like somebody has reinvented the wheel and that's that's no that's maybe that's my issue with it. <laughs> yeah i think that might be my actual issue with it because you're gonna mock them like same thing with uh you know the vikings and like no pack no i get it it's <laughs> you go you, you play the hits but let's not act like vikings fans are reinventing the wheel there right. they, they didn't invent the cheeseburger it's not the best thing the since juicy lucy bread. though the juicy lucy we got that <laughs> they, they did the skull they, they mocked their opponent there's better stuff there's it's better true. stuff. Uh, one right. thing I like to do for the Packer fans is I like to wave to them like I'm in a parade or something like that. I'm looking like I'm royalty and stuff. I like to say, go, Pack, go. Go, Pack, go, as they walk <laughs> like out waving of the them away. Like I'm waving them away. I-, I hear you, AJ. But then you get people like Mike Gusecki, the tight end for the Dolphins, who do the gritty so bad that it goes no, viral. That- and it's, and then it like it makes it fun again. <laughs> well, it makes yeah. it fun again. That, that's a completely different scenario because he's he scored. So True. He, he's doing it in the sense of like, he was elated. It's not, you know, they they didn't pick off Kirk. Like if Darius Slay did that after picking off Kirk, then it's like, okay, I mean, you got to have something else, especially Darius Slay. Mm, yeah. You are like an i, I would say an iconic cornerback at this point. You're yeah. you're a great defensive back. 
You got to have your own thing. But my, when Gasecki does it, that's just that's just funny. Got to love when the dads do it, man. Yeah. Got to love when the dads do it. And his was literally the worst I have ever seen. Yeah. I believe Jalen threw out a gritty two on that first touchdown. Jalen did as well. Jalen we did talk and about him today. My and goodness, it, definitely we definitely will. And he kind of like after that kind of waved it off, like man, get that out of here. Almost that's what I took that as. Um, but I, you know, today <laughs> I obviously have a good amount of things I want to say. So I want to pitch it to you guys first. I want you guys to get your thoughts across. I And I'm partially doing this because I want to know if anybody's going to bring up what's on my mind. I've listened to some of everybody speak on this. Some of everybody. I work security at a desk full time. <laughs> I have all day to listen to podcasts and all kind of stuff. That's why I watch First Take in the morning. I have the time for it. I right? hope you're still doing your job to some degree, though. Oh, of course. Okay. You know, just making sure. I keep the building secure, but for the most part, you know, security doesn't have to do much unless there's something to legit act upon, you know? Gotcha. So most of the time, you're not acting upon nothing. You're just securing the premises. Um, but again, I want to pitch it to you guys. Minnesota Vikings lost the game, seeming to be over at the end of the first half, even though the Vikings did have opportunities to get back in this game, multiple opportunities from an interception to a blocked kick, um, giving them great field position, and it just didn't work out. So I just want to ask you guys, what's your, what's your main takeaways from this game? The hype was insane going into it. And now look at us. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, if you're a Vikings fan, you can't feel like you have a little bit of egg on your face after that game because, and it wasn't just us. Like, I'm not going to blame Vikings fans for buying into the hype after beating the Packers. You beat your division rival. You beat him at home. Opening game of the season. It's Aaron Rodgers. It was the first uh, game for your new head coach. Perfect stew for that kind of thing, right? But you had a bunch of national people then buying the hype, too. People saying Kirk Cousins is going to be MVP candidate. Stephen A. Smith saying that the Vikings are a top five team. And meanwhile, even though the three of us were definitely high on the Vikings and stuff like that, we all predict the Eagles to beat the Vikings in this game. I don't think the three of us were buying into the hype as much as everybody else. And so my expectations now have been very tempered after this game. We got our asses kicked in Philly again. Kirk looked like old Kirk throwing really bad interceptions. One of them wasn't his fault. That was a really bad uh, miscommunication with J.J. and... When you give Darius Slay an opportunity like that, he will not miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were maybe even a few questionable coaching decisions with Kevin O'Connell as well. And it just like, and I mean that as if like the team did just didn't seem that prepared for this game. And we talked about the nightmares that Vikings fans still have going to Philadelphia after that NFC championship game. Like the fans feel the hype for this game. So the players got, got to too. And it just didn't feel like that was replicated. I felt like Vikings fans came to play for this game. But the team didn't. Mm. And so now, obviously, like I, I'm riddled with questions about what maybe the future is going for this team. I'm still pretty optimistic. It is just one game. And again, we're still very much overreacting to everything because we got two games coming up. But you got the Lions coming up this next week. And we can obviously preview that game a little bit later. And we were talking about, oh, yeah, that's probably going to maybe be a chalk game for the Vikings. Man, after that one, I I don't really know. Um, the defense, even though they didn't give up any points in the second half, was questionable. Very questionable compared to the Packer game. I told you this artist before we started recording that I felt like the Vikings defense did everything they could to mimic what the Packers did in week one. Yeah. The Eagles had everything open in the middle of the field. You guys, Devontae, um, 
Everyone. Dallas Goddard got Dallas Goddard, I believe, was your leading wide receiver in that game very quietly. Yeah. And so yards, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw this stat that I think every single um catcher receiver made from Jalen Hurts, they had like four yards of separation. Which is, I think, um, I believe Kevin Seifert had that tweet, which is the most Jalen Hurts has ever had in his career in terms of having receivers that open. I mentioned mm-hmm. artists. It's like the linebackers weren't even in the game. I didn't even see guys like Eric Kendricks or even Zadarius Smith. And so, man, it, it's the roller coaster of football season, right, guys? You ride the high week one, and then week two, you don't really feel as good. I don't know. Yeah. One of my biggest concerns, like heading from week one to week two, was. It's just such a more complete team overall. You go from Green Bay, and I think I'm I'm just reiterating a point that I said last week when previewing the week was they were missing their star. Like I'm not going to say star wider. They were going to they were missing their wide receiver one. Yes, they were missing. They had a hobbled tight end. They were missing a lot of their. What was it O line missing Batiari? I think the right guard. Yeah, yeah. missing they, two starters. They on They were the line. missing quite a bit. So it was a very like half-hearted Packers team. And I, I'm excited for, I, was, I want to say it's like week 16 that they match up uh, like back that, in yeah. Green Bay because I assume at that point they'll be full strength, you know, barring any injuries during this uh, this span. Um, the Eagles altogether, though, they're just a better team top to bottom than week one Packers. The mobility that they <laughs> have in the backfield with Jalen Hurts, with Miles Sanders, with Boston Scott, with Kenneth Gainwell, that is one of the deeper, maybe the deepest, like running mobility, running game depth tree, whatever you want to describe it as, in the NFL. Because every guy kind of has their own flair and maybe like how they fit into that system, but they all do it very, very well. And just the mobility of Jalen Hurts <laughs> adds a whole other element, which is what we were talking about back preseason, even with like, the Kellen Mond debacle of would you want him over Mannion? And obviously this is comparing apples to very less talented oranges. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was just it was it was a it was a mismatch. And I'm not sure the Vikings defense was ready for it. And whether it was bad play calling by Ed Donatel to adjust or a lack of execution on the field, I would imagine it was probably a somewhat mixture of both. Because I I did see I want to say it was Pat Pete last night post game was saying like we just we just missed some coverages you know we just didn't some. really we just didn't really have every it, have coverage it um, and then on offense it, it was tough it, it's it's hard to pinpoint I'm always an advocate for one play does not alter <laughs> the course of a game there are quite literally millions of instances in a game whether you take one snap like. Should you have ran it to the left or the right? And in that, could you maybe take a step four inches to the left more than you hit that whole little cleaner. And all of a sudden, you there is so many instant like multi, multiple different universe things that could happen for different outcomes of a football game. Irv Smith's mm-hmm. miscatch last night is not the reason why the Vikings lost. That was tough though, but it wasn't the reason why the Vikings could have won. That if that makes they, mm-hmm. like I hear. You. That didn't lose them the game, but it sure as heck didn't win them the game. Um, that uh, th- that's tough because it, it, it's one of those. I think it's hard. It's easy to say on our couches. Wow, I can't. It hit him right in the hands. He had it. In. <laughs> I could have come down with that. <laughs> John from Eden Prairie, you could not have caught that. Let's be <laughs> real here. Um, but it's one that you expect that guy to make. Yeah. It probably maybe he thought it's one of those. 
the coverage was actually pretty solid, minus... The quarterback got there. Like, yeah. it was almost a was, tip ball. It was good coverage. And I'm sure it was And the that, pictures make it look way worse because there's been a lot of stills of Irv Smith, and it looks like there's nobody around him as the ball's, like, falling into the basket. Yeah. What, what it's I, like he caught it and almost, like, fumbled it. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. What I think it was is it was because it was one of those... It, it, he probably thought it was going to get deflected right. or something, and then it, when it came to him, he was he hadn't adjusted yet, but his mind was ahead of that. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to, but so he couldn't cleanly receive the ball. If mm-hmm. that makes, yeah, sense. that's my thought process. So I'm not going to like I'm not going to say like that's a Christian Watson type of thing, but it you know it stinks that that is a somewhat pivotal point of the game. That's not the reason they lost. The reason they lost is because they had what three picks. Mm-hmm. They had almost no effectiveness on offense in yep. this sense. They didn't capitalize when you uh, block a field goal. Mm. You didn't. I mean, there's so much stuff that comes down to it where Philadelphia tenfold deserved to win that game. Um, and it's it's going to be a tough uh, it's going to be a tough yeah. week here because you you go play a team in Detroit that is after their hard knock stint, yeah, pausing. <laughs> Buzzing. Yeah. They and, give. And, they. They, and they. And you can. I know it's week one, and we we overreacted, just like I think all of other Minnesota sports media. But Detroit has. They they gave the Eagles a better run for their money than than the Vikings did, and they looked. I'm not gonna say real good, but they they looked better than Detroit has looked in the past like ten years. Yeah. This past weekend, they are gonna be a tough matchup. It's not just gonna be okay. Scratch chalk. Let's go. The De- The Detroit Lions might be serious this year, and they're not going to be serious in terms of trying to make the playoffs. They're serious in terms of they're taking their franchise to that next step to get to the step that they, you know, all these yeah. other teams are at. So they're going to, they're, they're, the culture has changed under D- Dan Campbell there. No, not Dan, 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 uh, yeah, Dan Campbell. Yeah, Dan yeah, Campbell. Yeah, Dan Campbell. Yeah. Dan Campbell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it, so it's not going to be this easy matchup. And while I know we're going to preview that at some point after we finish recapping the game, but it, it it was just an ugly four quarters of football. So you guys are right. Like the Irv Smith thing didn't seal like, well, maybe I will say it this way. I, it didn't set the tone like the Watson drop did. Yeah. Cause that was the first play of the game for the Packers. This came, this came at a pivotal time. This was in the uh, two minute drill at the end of the half. So it would have been big. Been they would have been down to like halftime. They would have been down at what to like the 30 or 25 or 30 yard line. No, that would have been a touchdown. Uh, if you're you right. Nobody was touchdown. behind him. No, you're right. He would, he would have been completely through. So it didn't set the tone, I think, but I think it sealed their fate. Yeah. I, I think it really did because we saw what the second half was. It, it was lifeless. It was maybe not lifeless is the right word because there was plenty of lively things happening with Kirk throwing those interceptions and he was taking more risks. But it just it just felt like the air got let out of the Metrodome after that play. It really did. And it, it's just so funny that we've had these two games now with the Vikings and we've had just these two monumental drops. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty crazy. Of how that works. Um, but talking about Kirk, man, Kirk, 2-10 and ten now in Monday Night Football. Yeah. Look, I understand that Philly is a place that you had to play early on in your career, and it's one of the most intimidating places you can play in all of football. But this has to be your one dud of the year, man, with this offense now. Like, if this happens again... Well, you're not going to bench him. I get that. He makes way too much money, and Nick Mullins is just not going to be a good enough option no, to ever overtake Kirk. But, you know, everybody's talking about how Kirk's going to be different under KOC. 
I saw the exact same Kirk I've seen for four seasons in that game. So, and uh, that makes me concerned. So this this is my thing about last night's game. I don't blame Kirk. Before I even wait, before I even get into who I blame, <laughs> I want to say this first. This will not define the Minnesota Vikings season. No. No, not at all. They it went better to, not. They went to Philadelphia. They played a team that is hot, played with a lot of juice at home. It was their home opener. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of expect something, maybe not to this extent, no. but you could kind of expect the Eagles to come out juiced, ready to ball, ready to play. But you know who I really blame for this? Justin Jefferson. Yeah, That's that, why I blame for this that game. That first pick, man. I and don't know what happened even, there. But it's not even about that. Mm. There was a lot of talk before this game started. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of disrespect before this game started. Justin Jefferson, I, I don't know how it got out. I don't know if he's the one who put it out. So I don't want to throw him under the bus if it's not true. But I saw multiple accounts tweet, if the Vikings win this game, be prepared for what what Justin he Jefferson is going to do. absolutely put that out. Oh, he yeah. told that to Kyle Brandt. Oh, Kyle yeah. Brandt from Good be Morning pre- Football was the first one with on. You know, JJ. Be, be prepared yeah. for JJ's post-game yep. uh, press conference. Yep. And I'm so happy that the Vikings drafted me instead of the Philadelphia Eagles. And then Rager coming out, oh, this is yeah, this is going to be a revenge game for me. It came across as very dismissive and very dis- disrespectful. JJ, as the as the leader pretty much of this football team, probably the best player on this football team, for him to come out and basically say, hey, watch out for my, my post-game press conference, before the game starts – he could have had something planned and not even said anything about it until after the game. And he's Justin Jefferson. People was going to watch either mm-hmm. way. Even if people didn't watch, it would have been on SportsCenter and every major network because it's Justin Jefferson for whatever he had planned. But to do that, on top of everything else that was said, you got Vikings fans coming out. Yeah, they should feed the ball to Jalen Rager because the Eagles didn't use him right. <laughs> All of these things were said. None of these things came out of the Eagles camp. It was nothing but respect. J.J. is a heck of a receiver. He's one of the best. Darius Slate, I got to be on my A game. Jalen Hurts, their defense is great. I got I got to be prepared. You see how they looked week one? I mean, they look great. We got to really be ready. I don't care if we're at home or not. That is what came out of fans. Say what the fans say. They're Eagle fans. They said, mm-hmm. you know, we said we said. But it was a lot of respect amongst the players. Mm-hmm. So if you're Justin Jefferson and you make those comments, you can't play like how you just played. I feel you. Because going into that game, you knew you were seeing an all-pro cornerback in Darius Slay who was going to be prepared. You knew you were seeing a, a all-pro cornerback in James Bradbury, or all-pro caliber, I should say, in, in James Bradbury. You knew you would see that. You knew you would see one of the best slot receivers in the game in Avante Maddox. You, you knew what was there. You knew that this team was hyped for this game. You knew they're, they are a team that is supposed to be good this year, great this year. You know they made the playoffs last year, won nine games before they made any of these additions. You knew all of this. <laughs> the Vikings missed the playoffs last year. They walked into this game like they had it won already, and they got smoked. I told you, people That's, buying this hype, man, including the team itself. I think everybody heard Stephen A. Smith yeah, ranking them as a top five that, team. And it's like, and that's okay, but you go out there and you play like it. They looked ill-prepared. They looked like they weren't ready for the moment. Irv Smith Jr. wasn't the only one to drop a pass. That's true. There was a lot of drop passes out there. I don't blame Kirk because for the most part, we saw players running bad routes. We saw drop passes. 
And after a while, the Philadelphia Eagles defense really really settled in because it's like, well, you're down 24-7. You got to pass the ball all game. Now, pretty much the running game was shut down. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like the Minnesota Vikings or even the Philadelphia Eagles, for that matter, unless sure the Chiefs or, you know, um, the Bills maybe or, you know, the Buccaneers. Anyone with a shred of credibility. Yes. <laughs> You shouldn't be coming into a game talking like this is what we're going to do, X, Y, Z. Be, be ready and then not show up. That's I think I think that was yeah. – I thought, I, I thought that was the most remarkable part about this. And, again, I don't shy away from being an Eagles fan, but I also have a lot of love for the Vikings. And this week, guys, full transparency, it was tough because mm-hmm. y'all follow me on Twitter. I like to talk. I like to talk a lot of trash. I blocked you. So. But, this, <laughs> but this week, it was like, you know, Vikings fans said so much. And so many, like, Vikings, everybody's talking. And I just was like, I'm really, I, I kind of got to sit this one out. I, I don't feel like I should I should say anything. But, like, it it was gnawing at me. Like, yo, this is getting kind of this. I mean, the guys expected Jalen Rager to go for 100 yards. He was terrible whoa, in whoa. Philly. I hope not, you know, not, I hope you know your no, 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 co-hosts were on that train. I'm being, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, I'm being sarcastic. Gonna, I'm sure there was somebody out no, there. But it's like, I'm out saying, there. No, it was, it was sarc- <laughs> it's sarcasm. I'm just saying the way people were talking. Like, the Eagles are using him wrong. This is how pulling up college tape. He ain't been in college in how many years now? Right? Yeah. So it was just, I just feel like there was a lot of disrespect. They walked into a game against a good football team on the road expecting to get a win. And they came out flat. And the Philadelphia Eagles didn't let them breathe. Last thing I'll say about the Eagles, because I know this is not an Eagles podcast, Jalen Hurts is him. D-A-W-G dog. He can play. And I think think he deserves a little more respect than what he's given. I'm not saying he's Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, but he gets the job done. And I think Phil said this earlier, and I'll reiterate it. I think the Vikings fans and the Vikings will look back on this game later on in the season, and they'll be like, that wasn't a bad loss because the Eagles are just a really good football team this year. I mean, we went to Philly, and we lost just like a lot of other teams ended up losing. But this was a wake-up call. I think it was one that they needed. Mm -hmm. I think they'll be much better going forward. I think there will be less talk, more action going forward, especially from Justin Jefferson. Expect him to explode. But like you guys said, don't overlook the Lions like how I kind of felt the Eagles were overlooked. Mm-hmm. The Lions did win last week against or just past Sunday against Washington. Yeah. They gave the Eagles a run for their money. And I granted both of these games were in Detroit. They played different in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll play the same way on the road in Minnesota because I believe this next game is in Minnesota. Yes, it is. Yes. So, but be prepared. Don't you guys have not done anything to overlook anybody? I hear you. Let's come play ball. That's that's my takeaway. Quick one last thing. Just because you mentioned Jalen Hurts and imagine a Super Bowl matchup with the Ravens and the Eagles. That I, would be I couldn't tell who's Lamar and who's Jalen. That is <laughs> quarterback heavy. Oh, Lamar was the, so especially good. with how those two are playing through two oh. through two weeks. Through oh. two weeks. Because yeah. a lot can change. Lamar is they oh. whew, the Ravens messed up. They should have paid him earlier. Oh, yeah. They should have paid him yeah, earlier. Yeah, he's going to make a lot more money later on or it will be on a different team. Uh, circling back to J.J.'s quotes, though, I mm-hmm. I don't enjoy the leak, essentially himself probably leaking the yeah. post-game thing. That's that's really stupid. And that is that is a that's a lesson that a young receiver, a young star receiver just learned. You got to, I know you want to, you got to, 
cash the check before you take the money out of the ATM. Mm -hmm. I have no problem, however, with him saying that he is more glad that he was drafted in Minnesota than Philly. Frankly, because Philadelphia sports fans, they are a hazard. They're not easy to play in front of, whether you're a Philadelphia Flyer or a Philadelphia Eagle or a 76er or a... Um, Temple Owl. <laughs> They play in Philly, right? <laughs> I, think I think so. They do. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Or uh, or a Philadelphia Philly. Yeah. You could be Bryce Harper. You could be oh. Jalen. Jalen. If Jalen Hurts throws three interceptions in the next game, oh, he's gonna get crucified. Yep. They are gonna run him out of town. <laughs> yeah. They, it, they. These are the people that threw batteries at Santa Claus. Okay. Yeah. He deserved it. He didn't give me enough presents when I was eight years old. So. <laughs> like, let's. <laughs> I have no problem with that because you're also playing to the hometown crowd there. So I have yeah. no problem with that one. But yeah, you get you, you can't an hour before the game. And then I saw ESPN like, you know, he's getting loose in the silence, but it's just a lot of like you look too comfortable, man. I I'm saying hmm. and 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 to your point, I definitely understand where you're coming from. You say you don't mind him saying he'd rather be in in Minnesota than in Philadelphia. It's, it's a lot I, easier market to play in. All right. I I get that. Yeah. I still feel like there's a way you go. It was mm-hmm. no. Yeah. It came across as very smug. We all know Justin Jefferson is is arguably the best receiver in the game, but the way he's like brushing off. I mean, no, I'm I, happy this. This you know this is there's a there's a way you could say that. Hey, you yeah. know the you know I thought the Philadelphia Eagles were gonna draft me. They didn't. They passed on me for you know Jalen Rager. Um, but ultimately, you know I think it ended up working best best for both sides. Mm-hmm. You know the Philadelphia Eagles have a revamped receiving core. And you know I'm happy in Minnesota. We're doing well too. So there's a way to there's a way to answer that question. But he didn't he didn't care about answering the question the quote unquote politically politically correct way. His mindset was I'm happy to be in Minnesota, and this is where I am. And I and I get it. Yeah. But if you're gonna my biggest if my biggest thing, guys, if you're gonna talk like that, you gotta go. Darius Slade shouldn't have no interceptions. And it dang sure shouldn't be your fault if he does. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have a day. Darius Slay had a career day against arguably the best receiver in the league after all of that was said. Yeah. Jalen Rager, what did he do? He got one play for first down for the rest <laughs> for, for the rest of the game. He caught a couple punts. He did exactly what Jalen Rager he was, was supposed to do. Uh, exactly. I don't, I don't think anybody yeah. in their right mind actually thought it was going to be a Jalen Rager revenge game. Right, but I don't. Th- I he's getting booed. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's yeah. chanting. Bring it! Come on, fans! Go ahead, continue. It's like mm-hmm. it's like I listen. I get it, but like yeah. you're you're you are a talented team, Minnesota Vikings. You're also playing another very hungry, talented team. Yep. Just mutual respect is what I was hoping to see, and I felt mm-hmm. like it got right. it was a bit disrespectful. I, I felt it was a bit disrespectful, and I, I expected them mm-hmm. to play better, but for them to. Act like that and then play like that. For sure. Oh, now you you got you have to deal with what's coming now. My my so, biggest thing is that I hope it is a learning experience for that. Yeah. I'd rather that happened week two oh, than yeah. week eight. You know, week eight or to eleven or seventeen yeah. or whatever. Because if you're a team that I think with how the Packers looked week one and you know just what they are, they're so poised. They're poised to win the division, even after a tough loss like that mm-hmm. last night. There's they st- we know still how good they can be because they're going to want to refocus and I think oh, yeah. KOC is going to settle yeah. back in and the, you know they're going to have a chat they're going to have a, a talk amongst amongst the locker room and they're going to focus back in and this is I'd rather that happened right now yes. so they can build off that and mm-hmm. you know 
because they're going to be there's going to be more important games down the road this season mm-hmm. where you're going to have the ESPN crew or the CBS you know crew getting in your face and oh I want I I need this quote blah 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 what do you mm-hmm. think that answer I hope shifts from wait for my post game press conference to I'll talk to you guys after the game. I've got a job to do. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not saying he doesn't do that already, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, like we just said, he it it happened. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. So just put it in the past, learn learn from what happened, and let's move on. The factors at play here, I think, um, that led to this in the first place. Um, you beat the Packers. You're riding high in that. You have a career day. That was one of Justin Jefferson's best games ever. Mm-hmm. You go into, like, you think about this whole offseason for him. He's doing Madden commercials. He's on covers. He's doing a whole bunch of stuff in terms of, like, promoting his own brand that probably has never really experienced before in his life. So Justin Jefferson, for all the right reasons, is riding high on that life. That man's confidence should be through the roof. Mm-hmm. It really should. He has earned that. Um, But what I have... Let people know, like, hey, maybe there's, like, some kind of press conference thing I want to do. I probably wouldn't. But I understand that if he would have balled out, oh, yeah. we'd be praising him for this. Of course. We would be loving this. We would love that he reached out to Kyle Brandt and told him this. So this is kind of a double-edged sword, right? Like, it is. You got to know what you're getting. And hopefully he did. Like, you got to know what you're getting into when you do this because it is a peak and a valley, man. If you follow through... You're on t- you're on Mount Rushmore, but if you fall th- if you fall th- on flat on your ass like you did, then we have conversations like this about your maturity level and stuff like that. Now, look, I for my job, I have to literally comb through all these Vikings press conferences. I've seen and heard pretty much every word that Justin Jefferson has any ever said in any of these clippings. Right? He is one of the most humble receivers in the league. I can tell you that much. These star receivers, they got an ego to them. But when you actually hear Justin Jefferson talk. He actually does come off as very humble. So in terms of the most braggadocious thing he's ever done in his career, this was it. And he has egg on his face now, just like a lot of Vikings fans feel after that. This whole game was egg on our face for everybody in the Vikings. Nobody is walking away from this with their head held high, except for the guy that blocked that field goal, right? Yeah. Papi. Yeah, Papi. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll definitely like. Probably watch his words moving forward and stuff like that. This but is, yeah, this is what you just said though about him being so humble is why it was very un. I was yeah, I was I surprised was, to see I it was too. Very, I, I was, was too. I was but if he was, very, but if he was going to do it, this was going to be the team to do it though, I, right? Yeah, I, I, he wouldn't I, do listen. this against the Lions. No, you know what no. I mean? Hey, because listen. it's the Eagles. Because they picked, they drafted Rager over him. Yeah, he wanted to make a statement. Except he didn't make the statement he ultimately wanted to make. Darius Slay made it exactly. for him. Exactly, and for goodness' sake. The Eagles aren't the only team that passed on you, JJ. Yeah. What about the Raiders? What about the Broncos? Uh, what about uh, I forget the other team that drafted? It was he got him. drafted. What was it? Twenty three or twenty four? He was the fifth Overall. one taken. I know that much. For receiver? Yeah. So you got four receivers that was drafted in front of him. Yeah. Rugs, Judy, and um, uh, CD Lamb. Yeah. CD Lamb. So I mean, it's it's I, I just again, it, I thought I think it was a learning a learning experience yeah. for him for the whole team. Like I said before, this does not define the Minnesota Vikings. We all expected them to lose yeah. this game, us, the three of us. We expected them to lose this game. Yeah. We thought it would be a more competitive football game. For sure. Um, we thought that it would go a lot differently. We definitely couldn't expect or predict the drops and everything that mm-hmm. went in the wrong way. I, As an Eagles fan, I couldn't have predicted that 
Darius Slate, even though I love Darius Slate, I yeah. couldn't predict that he would have looked like that last night. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, I will admit, though, I will, can I say this on Slay, though? Go ahead. Those are two of, like, the easiest interceptions he'll have in his career, though. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that's yeah, because yeah. That, that second I mean, obviously, the miscommunication with Kirk and JJ on that one. But then that one that caught Kirk uh, lofted up, that well, was Kirk just was, so short. It was, it was just gross. Kirk did the same thing two plays in a row. I don't know what he expected. He lobbed the ball the same way. Slay yeah. dropped another three picks this game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, again, like, I, I I expect the Minnesota Vikings to bounce back and bounce back strong. I still think this is a team that will win 10, 11 games. But, mm-hmm. man, the, everybody has a smartphone, bro. To talk like yeah. that before this game and put more bulletin board material on there for some of the best players in the league, Darius yep. Slay and James Bradbury, I mean, come on, man. You— yeah, he and honestly, Bradbury. I mean, sure, like Slay put up the numbers. Yeah, Bradbury may have had a better game than Slay. Yeah, it's just you didn't notice him. Um, and I mean, Adam Thielen was nowhere to be found. This KJ Osborne was nowhere to be found. Actually, sure, we talked about the complete blunder by Irv Smith. He actually made some really good plays he even after the- that. He had the touchdown at first, but then he had some nice little cuts and jukes later on in the game. Yes, and, and we've been talking like we want to see him get more involved because you know we can't rely on guys like Johnny Munt and uh, mm-hmm. the Ellison kid forever. And uh, yeah, it just. Fly came, Eagles fly, man. Yeah. It's just, fly Eagles they fly. just they got their butts kicked again in Philadelphia. Fly Eagles and, fly, but yeah. Vikings fans also keep your head up because it's week yeah. two. It's week two, but yeah. it's hey, it's a but, but it's again, a but again it's it's not to not identify like again. I'm I'm pretty worried that I saw old Kirk in this game. Like I saw Kirk doing Kirk things that I was told that Kirk wasn't going to be doing anymore yeah. because of this whole new offense. And I understand it's the first first loss with KOC and like again, I'm allowing him. Every quarterback deserves a dud. Mm-hmm. This needs to be Kirk's dud game. It, it just, it has to be. I, I feel like they went as JJ went, and JJ from the first from the first target where Slade did grab his arm, and that was supposed to be PI yeah, yeah, holding, was, like, you know, whatever. whatever you know, from that play on, JJ just, I don't know, man. He just seemed like he was not there, and I felt like that is Kirk's main man. That's his guy. The other thing I want JJ maybe to stop doing: quit pointing every time you get a first down. That's his thing. He was, I know that's his thing, but he's doing it when you're down by 21 points. And it's just like, I thought his thing was the gritty. How many things does one man need? I think it's only, I'm not going to lie. I like the little, like the okay. first down thing. Okay, but like, like, I like it. But I mean, I get, I what, I get what you're saying. I get, but I, when you're pointing at a cornerback's face and it's 24 to 7, it's just like, all right, it's your thing. Maybe if he just did a little, like a little, little finger, like a ta-ta or something right, like that. Right, not right. like the whole where he does like the whole flex and does the whole pointing thing like he's trying to show his biceps. Just like, ah, a little like, ah, or yeah. something. I know this is a podcast and not a lot of visual aid when I do, ah. <laughs> right, right. You right. get it. You yes. get it. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, they do have a matchup yes. next week. Moving on from this short debacle week. for Vikings fans. Moving on. They do have a short week. They see the Detroit Lions at home. 12 o'clock game. So it will be on one of the first games of the day, Sunday, September 25th. So after what we've seen from the Vikings week one, week two, and what we've seen from Detroit week one, week two, division rival here, Yep. what are we expecting from this football game? Oh, this has trap game written all over it, doesn't it? Mm. If you can even call it a trap game because maybe – at this point, you can view the Lions and the Vikings pretty much maybe more even than maybe people expected. Because this offensively line, for sure. This is the best Lions offense I've seen since Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson in like 2012. Like the the Amon Ross St. Brown. He's a baller. Oh, holy cow. Like he he's 
he's tracking to be like a top five wide receiver. It, it's absolutely crazy. DeAndre Swift does his thing. I forget that TJ Hawkinson is on that team, even though mm. I think he laid a, a pretty decent goose egg on the on the commanders. Um, I expect this game to be very competitive. I always do with divisional opponents. The Lions, I believe that was only like a 19 to 16 win last year at home. And the Lions were definitely a worse team last year than they are this year. Um, so I'm expecting and uh, I'm worried about this defense after that Eagles game. How can you not be? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe worried about the cornerback situation. One thing I didn't talk about the Vikings Eagles game was that, man, our safeties got burned. Cam Byrnum and Harrison Smith were looking past them seemingly all night long. The Quez Watkins touchdown was the first of that. It was funny, like literally Bynum and Harrison Smith both were trailing him. He burned yeah. both of the safeties on that play. And Detroit's just coming out firing, man. Uh, how many points did they put up on Washington? Did they get 36, into the 30s again? 36. It's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Now, again, U.S. Bank Stadium, first road game. It'll be as in, as tough an environment as Lions will go to all season, even though they're they're used to it because they're a divisional opponent. They go there every year. Um, man, ugh, man, just how good the Lions have looked the last couple. We normally like this is pretty easy chalk for me to pick the Vikings over the Lions. Right. I probably will when we do our predictions later on in the segment, but I'm 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 very very nervous that Dan Campbell is going to see a vulnerability in these Vikings right now, and maybe will want to exploit that to the best of his abilities. and And I think he kind of I think this will be a close game. Um, and oh boy, maybe closer than I want it to be. Mm. You me me. <laughs> uh, I I'm I'm expecting the Vikings to bounce back mm-hmm. again. I think this last game was. I think they got embarrassed. Yeah. Just got to call a spade a spade. Yeah. I think they got embarrassed. I think they are hungry for the next game. I think it's. I think a lot of these players are happy that it's, that it's a short week, and that they don't have to wait that extra day to play. Because I think they're. I think they're geeked to get back at it, especially at home in front of the home crowd again. And I expect them to look very similar to how they looked against the Green Bay Packers Week One. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the Lions just to lay over, or no. I'm sorry, roll over like the Packers did. I think the Lions will give more of a fight in this one. I think the one thing that does concern me about the Vikings right now is they cannot stop the run. Stopping the run. And maybe the Philadelphia Eagles are a really good running football team. They've had two really good running teams that they've faced the last couple. You got the Packers with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and you guys too. Right. So, I mean, but but the Lions Lions with Swift and Jamal Williams. Yeah, Jamal Williams. They can run the ball too. And that's kind of what they run their offense through. So that does concern me, mm-hmm. but I think this is the perfect. It would be a trap game if they smoked the Eagles. Oh, it's an easy trap game then. Yeah. But seeing as though they lost, and not only did they lose, the way that they lost this game, I think they're going to be up for this game. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to they're gonna need to be. Mm-hmm. They're going to need to be against Detroit. Detroit is posing a threat to teams that I did not foresee before this season started. You were before down season- on Detroit. Oh, my and gosh. You are on the record, sure. which is fine. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, and I, I can not take the only ups. one. I'm, I was People happy. think the Jaguars suck, and they just shut out the Colts. I'm, you know what I'm I mean? saying? The just, Colts have been surprisingly the Col- bad. The AFC South is dog crap. Yeah. I, the Titans just getting destroyed in Buffalo. I'm sorry. The Texans and the Jaguars aren't doing anything, and the yes. Colts have been the most disappointing team in all football, yes. without a doubt. Yeah. But I'm, I think the Minnesota Vikings defense will rebound. I think they will be a little more focused this week. Mm-hmm. I want to see a little bit more of Lewis Seen. I know he, yeah. I know he's yeah. just fresh off of injury. So speaking that may of that, have, speaking of that, he obviously was like going to get in the game for the Eagles. He played one snap, and then Mattelis Bennett came in for the rest of it. Right, and people were kind of wondering like, well, what's up with that? I understand you're 
it's kind of like the Irv Smith thing, kind of maybe easing him in, but right. he was out there for one play, and I then he was gone, and people were like, where are you I, at? I think you need to get some young energy out there at the safety position. I think it's it's time well, for that. Harrison Smith suffered a concussion, so his oh, availability yeah. well, for Sunday is up in so that's the what air he anyway. Went out with. I did see him yeah. go out, but I yeah. didn't know what he went out with. Yeah, okay. concussion. Yep. Well, yeah, we might see some more. We might legit see more Lewis seen. Hopefully, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say Harrison Smith is done or anything like yeah. that, because he's still a great player. But you know, I think you need some young juice out there. Um, but I, I expect them. I think they will bounce back because, like I said, I don't think that Philadelphia Eagles team, or I'm sorry, the Philadelphia Eagles game will define them. I think that this is the perfect galvanize the mm-hmm. troops, the perfect coachable moments, the perfect okay time to humble ourselves. Nobody's gonna just give us these games. Right. Nobody's gonna just give JJ a hundred yards. Nobody's just gonna give Dalvin Cook a hundred yards on the on the ground. Nobody's just gonna hand Kirk Cousins. 300 yards and three touchdowns passing the football. We have to go get it, especially against a a division rival. I think they respond. And, you know, this is going to sound crazy given everything I've said, but if the spread on this game, and I'm not a very good Vegas better, so just bear with me, but this is just my thoughts. If the spread on this game is 10 points, I'm betting on that spread. I'm betting that the it's, Vikings can yeah, it's win. Cur- it's currently six and a half points in favor of the Vikings. I'm definitely, I'm definitely betting on that. That's, I would that's bet that the Vikings. That's a lot to me, man. Six I'm, points. I, I think they respond. I think oh, they respond. I think they respond. And I think the Vikings win this next game by at least ten. I think they, Ooh. at home, I think they make. Dang I think you. they make a statement. Took I think my, they. But I, I, the Lions will probably score like twenty-one. I just see the Vikings scoring thirty-one. That's okay. that's how I see this going. Okay, and the the over under is fifty three and a half, I'll so they expect this to be even high scoring than the the Eagles Vikings game, uh-huh. which I can I mean, see. I mean, if you have Detroit's defense is gushing yeah. right now, I mean, and that's the thing. They sorry for interrupting AJ. No, you're good, you're good. They the thing about the the Lions defense is they gave up thirty one or thirty eight to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They gave up twenty seven to the Commanders. So it's not right. like their defense is stopping anyone. The only thing their defense has now that they haven't in a long time is a pass rusher. Aiden Hutchinson. Yep. Off yeah. the edge. Three yeah. sacks in this last game. They haven't had a really good pass. I, I don't even remember the last awesome Lions left end or right end. I yeah. really don't. Or even anybody on the defensive. We'd have to probably go the back Dominican to Dominican Sue. Sue. Exactly. Dominican Sue was solid. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, but he's he's one player on that defense. And I know they have a couple more, couple more notable names, but the commanders and the Eagles put up a good amount of points. And I... Even despite what we just saw from the Vikings, I think this offense is just as good mm-hmm. as both the Eagles and the Commanders. Okay. It's at home, specifically. At home, at home specifically, because okay. on the road, obviously, that didn't look great. But at home, I mean, hey, I, I think I think the Vikings handled, handled the Lions by at least 10. Okay. I actually misspoke. That was the opening line. It's shifted now in favor of Detroit. It's dropped down to six-point oh. even favorites for uh, for the uh, Vikings. Okay. okay. 50, 53 and a half for the over-under. I'm not um, taking that, though. I'm sorry. I would. I, 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 would. Six, uh, I just think it's going to be a close game, closer than that, even though I'm no, going to predict a score that doesn't reflect that. <laughs> anyway. I, I I think they'll win by at least a touchdown. Okay. I, that, that, I mean, the fact that they've shaved off half a point there is big for anybody who won. It's, it's, what, what's weird, though, is that I mean, those numbers shift because that means more money's going in on the opposite side of things of right. Detroit beating that. So, so what's up? That the throw because bet. I mean, people don't just throw money down on the Lions if they no not not in if, Vegas if right they're not, if they're not confident about they it. Know so something. that makes me that makes me think I don't know something that I'm supposed to. But this a six point win or, or sorry a I'm gonna say seven point win. 
for the Vikings, I think is, inc- I'm not, I'm not going to say a guaranteed ten, but I think a, a touchdown is very fine. Sure, that's, yeah. I think it's that's not unreasonable. No, I no. think that's almost easy enough. Mm-hmm. But uh, the running game is going to be very tough. I, I know I will absolutely be starting DeAndre Swift. Come, um, me as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, um, but yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I, it. I don't think even if they go in there and they blow them out, it's. I want to see them do that on the road. Yeah, you right. can't come back home yeah. and back in the confines of, of of your stadium and you know just do. I want to see them do it on the road in a hostile environment. So right. I don't think if they do that, I'm going to take it into the the biggest like consideration for like future matchups and stuff like that. Until they do it on the road, then road, then I'll take it seriously. Yeah. Um, but if they come, you know, you gotta you gotta win games at home. You got to win games at home. So I think uh, Detroit's going to put up a fight, and it's going to be uh, – I'm not going to say it's going to be a shootout because it is Jared Goff on the other side of the field. But He's balling. Um, <laughs> he, he, he did play very well this past weekend. Um, I need to see those defensive adjustments. They need mm. to cover guys. They, they, they simply – they just need to play defense. Yeah. Because they didn't really play too much of it last night. Um, and, yeah, I, I would like to see J.J. get back on in the swing of things. I want to see Adam Thielen – um, maybe get a little more involved. Yeah, um, kind of two down games for Thielen. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I kind of want to see KJ Osborne yeah. get in the mix too. I like Irv Smith, and he is like he's been regarded as like this dynamic playmaker type of guy, and he's shown that he's able to get open, and he's got the agility, and he's got the athleticism, and he's got the size to go with it, and everything like that. KJ Osborne didn't have the season he did last year to just be pushed down in the pile. Mm-hmm. Get that guy out there on third downs, and he's shown that he's a reliable guy who can get open. And if you put the ball in his vicinity, he's probably going to make the catch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if I if I had to throw a number on this, I've got twenty. I've got twenty seven. Because I was going to say twenty one, but that that's not. The, I've got twenty seven twenty. No, I've got twenty eight twenty one. Twenty eight twenty one Vikings. Okay, right on. Um. So. F- for all the reasons I laid out, I am nervous about this game. We got divisional rival at home. Detroit's playing as motivated as I've seen them in years. But I still expect the Vikings to get the job done here. What um, I think maybe a lot of people aren't thinking about is that this is the first time all season that the Vikings aren't playing the most mobile of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Jalen Hurts is as mobile as it gets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, even though he is old, he's still a little slippery when wet. Jared Goff is a statue. Jared Goff <laughs> yeah. is not going anywhere. So if you can really get to get to him, if you can really amp up the pass rush, if Daniil can get in there, and you know what? Daniil had a, I mean, the, the whole game for the Vikings was pretty nondescript, but Daniil got in there on uh, Jalen Hurts a couple times in that game. Daniil had a pretty standard game. I don't know where Zadarius Smith was. I, I have no, I didn't see him all game. I don't know what his pro football focus score is. I don't even know if those are out right now or anything, but I, I don't know where he was. But, if you can contain Jared Goff, which obviously, I mean, the Lions have been doing a really good job protecting him and stuff like that, where he's been able to put all these numbers, then you got yourself a really good chance here. We didn't talk about this at all, guys. I mean, we've alluded to a little bit, but the lack of the running game the Vikings had against the Eagles was yeah. just, that cannot happen again. You talk about Kirk having a dud game, Dalvin Cook and that running crew can't have another game like that, where he's only getting six carries. Delvin Cook getting six carries. That's not as bad as Jonathan Taylor only getting nine carries against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. But still, that is unacceptable. And I understand 
game script did have a lot to do with that, but he is the one of the most dynamic playmakers in that position. And where did he go? Where did he go? And again, I understand game script kind of dictated that a little bit, but he has to get going in this game. And I'm not really too worried about Dalvin Cook long term because he had a good game against the Packers. This this probably will happen. Fletcher Cox and uh, Jordan Davis are incredible. So that's part of it, too. But I need Dalvin to get going in this game. And I don't I don't know how guy. I know Antonio Gibson did pretty good for the commanders last week. Um how did the running game? How how did the running backs do for the Eagles against the Lions a couple weeks ago? Artists they did really well. Yeah. I mean, J, I mean, Jalen Hurts. I'm he ran for ninety yards okay. by himself. That's and then fine. That's Miles all I Sanders, need. Though. But Miles Sanders yeah. had thirteen carries okay. for ninety six yards. So either way, quarterback or running back, there's running, there's rushing yards to be had against this Lions sure. defense. For sure. Obviously, Kirk's not going to get that for you, so it has to come from Alexander Madison and from Dalvin Cook. I need that in that game. If the Vikings are going to win this game, and I think they will. I I, th- I think they will get that because again, I. The Lions defense is pretty nondescript besides Aiden Hutchinson. They're just giving up a ton of points. And look, I know Carson, by the way, Carson Wentz having quite the start of a <laughs> season there, uh, Mr. Artist. Right, he is. Um, so I, I just, I think that trend will continue for Detroit um, unless, unless the Vikings just completely come out flat again, which I don't think they will because I think Kevin O'Connell is a better motivator than Mike Zimmer was, mm-hmm. ever was. Definitely. So the the chance for the Vikings, so like the chance for the Vikings to bounce back after a tough defeat like the Eagles is better under Kevin O'Connell than Mike Zimmer. Um, I need Adam Thielen too to really get involved. Damn it. If I have Adam Thielen targeted more than Justin Jefferson in this game, I wouldn't be mad. Right. I wouldn't be mad. Maybe not necessarily thrilled, but I wouldn't be completely mad about that because I want him to get going. Mm-hmm. And I hope this slow start isn't like a sign of maybe his own regression or anything like that. I don't think it is. I think it's just kind of how these games have played out. You got smoked in one game and you smoked an upon another one. So it's not like he it, also yeah. is. He also went in. Went up against some pretty good corners for both That's the it. Packers That's and the it. Philadelphia Eagles. Anyway, long-winded. Sorry, I'm going on and on. Yeah. 27-17. Vikings will get it done. So we did... We, 10 points. We're, we're, yeah, 10 points. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So even though I'm like bitching about the line at six, I'm still going to pick take the over. Always bet the over. Um, Yeah, that's... That's what I got. 27-17. So we all picked the Vikings this week, right? Yes. We all, all did. Okay. Minnesota. I think I think even though it's still very early in the season, I think this is like borderline must win for the Vikings because I won't go there, but it's But this is but this is yeah. what I'm thinking. This is the reason why I say this. If they lose this game and Detroit stays kind of cooking the way they're cooking throughout the season, and you gotta go to Detroit later on in the season, that's gonna be a tough game to win. Yeah. That's gonna be a tough game to win. So I just feel like against a division rival coming off of the loss that they just had, I think you need to take the Lions out. I hear you. I think you need to take them out. Send a message. Take take the hope away. They're so inspired right now. Take Snatch it. Snatch <laughs> if, it away. If I were JJ, I'd tell Kyle Brandt the same thing again. If we beat the Lions, watch out for that. How funny would that be that if he just kind of doubled down on it and made a joke out of it? If he just told Kyle Brandt every week, hey, check out the JJ. That'd be a good way to flip this whole thing on its head. And I really want to know what was planned. I kind of really want to know what was planned. That Yeah, I don't but know. But like, like Kanye said, I guess we never know. <laughs> or, he'll sell a white we'll t- never know. or he'll sell a white t-shirt for $300 on his website. Hey, there you go. Oh, my God. There Jesus. Go. Anyway, um, can I just give a moratorium on the Minnesota Twins? You guys mind if we just let this be the last time we talk baseball pretty much until like April or something like that? Because last week I was saying, oh, man, it feels over. Well, this week I am saying it's over. Sure, technically they still have a chance. They're still 
X amount of games back. I think they're like seven games back. But you lost four out of five in Cleveland when you needed to win four out of five. The offense didn't show up. Pitching hardly did either. They were able to get one game in, and Joe Ryan was just pitching lights out. And he's been pitching pretty dang good ever since he got pulled from that no-hitter. But <laughs> what a joke. Didn't, well, didn't Sonny Gray have a good outing? He got pulled. And now he is experiencing some kind of tightness or something like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he he had given up like four earned runs by the time he got pulled uh, in that Sunday game or Monday game, whichever it was. It's so sad. This team was the most active it ever was at the trade deadline. They made moves that shook this fan base in a way that had never been shook because they had never been that aggressive before. And we were excited that, that they they, they uh, fixed the bullpen, and uh, slowly but surely, injuries started piling up. The flaws on the roster started piling up as well. And now here we are with just this awful taste in our mouth. It's just this whole season just was so unlikable. There were so many instances where you're just kind of wondering, what are they doing? The, even the players have uh, expressed feelings this way because the, the management has had a tendency to pull starters earlier than maybe they wanted to. And players have come on press conferences and said, uh, yeah, maybe I wasn't, maybe I could have gone a little bit longer. And it's just, I, this season was just kind of gross. And now as we move into next season, This is pretty much make or break for Rocco and this front office for me. This front office has been in power for this little next year will be its seventh or eighth year. Rocco's been around for a few years, too. And sure, we had the pop-up season with the Bomba Squad in 2019. That was a whole lot of fun, but they didn't capitalize on that because they didn't make any moves at the deadline. And looking back, that was just dumb. (sighs) Next year, and and you know what this front office has been saying, too? Like, next year, 2023, look out for that. We're going to have prospects coming up and blah, 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 blah. Believe it when I see it. I'm not very hopeful. There's no momentum going into next season. None at all. Sure, you didn't finish in last place like you did last year, but just the way that this is all gone is just, ugh. Like, I feel worse about the Twins this year than I did last year, and they're better this year. That's weird. That doesn't make sense to me. You had expectations. That's what that is. But Okay, but I didn't until Carlos Correa signed. That's Mm. just it. I didn't until he signed. And I knew that was going to be a one-year pop-up. He's probably going to opt out of his deal. Maybe he'll come back to the Twins. Who knows? We'll see. I think he likes it here. He's expressed it as much. But, yeah, once the expectations were raised, this is when the most they've fallen flat on their asses in their franchise's history, man. Like, this is just, it's embarrassing. And I don't like to be the guy that goes on podcasts and rips teams. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be friends with everybody. Kumbaya, baby. Peace and love. Like, I don't want to be doing this right now. I don't want to make, I don't want to make enemies over a target field or anything like that. And I don't think I will. I mean, this is just actually squatting. I'm just me. But I have to say it. Like, this is one of the most disgusted ends of the season. And even though there's two weeks left, this is the most one disgusted I've ever been after a twin season. I guess that's all I got to say. We'll see you in pitchers and catchers report next year, but ugh, bad taste in my mouth. 2022 Minnesota Twins. So, anyway. <laughs> Anything to add to that? AJ, or you nah. express the same sentiments? Oh, Aaron Judge just hit a 60th home run. How about well, that? on a positive note, <clears throat> Minnesota sports fans, the Minnesota Golden Gophers got a win this mm. weekend against Colorado. They handled business now a little bit on the downside here. They did lose Chris Ottman Bell for the rest oh. of the year. He went down with a pretty bad leg injury. Yeah. That's that's you know Tanner's number one target right there, number one option. So that does hurt. But nevertheless, 
the Minnesota Gophers did win by 42 points. Mm. They have been killing this year. I know the opponents haven't been the greatest, but Tanner looks good. Mo Ibrahim looks good. Tracing Potts looks good. I mean, the team looks... The team looks poised like they're going to actually make some noise this year. Mm-hmm. Next week, they see Michigan State, who lost. And I'm I'm upset that they lost because Michigan State was ranked number 11. Oh, yeah. They went to Washington and they got went blown to Washington out, right? And, and, yeah. yeah, 28-39. Uh, it was a blowout Ooh. early on. They seemed to catch up later. But, yeah, I turned that game off early because it's like, damn, man. I, I, I wanted the Gophers to be the team that upsets the ranked team, you I know? Feel, yeah. And On that just didn't happen. But, I mean, this game is still going to be really good. Um, it's at Michigan State. The Gophers are minus three in this. Yeah, I didn't know they were favored. Yes, they're they're. I mean, after that loss to Washington, I mean, I think. Wow. I think things have shifted dramatically, and I don't believe those were the odds before Michigan State lost. So. Oh, for sure not. For yeah. sure not. You still got to sure. deal with wow. um, Keon Coleman. You still got to deal with um, Peyton Thorne. So you still got to deal yeah. with some guys over there on the defensive side of the football. So this game should be interesting, but I'm expecting another yep. Gophers W. I'm expecting another Gophers W, and I'm expecting yep. them to keep on rolling. But like I said, I'm sad Michigan State lost in the fashion that they lost because that was supposed to be the Gophers' signature win so far this season. I mean, I know a lot of fans have been like, why are you posting about the Gophers? They haven't played anybody but, you know, New Mexico State and Western Illinois right. and Colorado. Like, well, this team did lose on homecoming last year to a terrible team. So, I mean, you take Bowling pride Green. in every win. Yeah, Bowling Green. Yeah. So you take pride in every win you get. And that's just kind of what it is. Later on in the season, they do see Penn State. Hopefully Penn State continues to ball out so that they can be uh, a huge marquee game and a statement game for the Gophers. But right now, Michigan State went down, which doesn't really help. But at the end of the day, the Gophers are 3-0, looking to go 4-0 this upcoming week. And Michigan State should... Still be a decent team. They still, still be. be it will. Team. It will still be a good game. Um, it will still be a good game. It's, it's definitely not like playing Colorado, New Mexico no. State, or Western <laughs> Illinois for sure. Speaking of Colorado, did you guys see that their athletic director had to publish a statement after the Gopher game because Colorado football has been so bad now and they've just been <laughs> getting their asses kicked that the AD felt the need to like address their fans and their alumni. After that absolute beating by the Gophers. And that was embarrassing, man. You're both Power 5 conferences. Yes. Colorado should put a much bigger fight than that. Like, that shouldn't be just one of those chalk preseason game that's not a preseason game for the Gophers to win, right? Yeah. It it shouldn't be. I mean, but they look, they've been terrible all year. I mean, so so far. They've been terrible for a few years, man. Yeah. When the Gophers went there and kicked their ass, too, a couple years ago. Like, Colorado football just... Colorado State actually might be a better football team than yeah. them. I mean, TCU handed it to them 38-13. Yeah. to 13. Right. They lost to Air Force. Yeah. Air Force. Well, they're veterans, so I want them to win I mean, every time. Yeah, that's, that's Air, true. Army, Salute. Navy, Air Force, you guys kick ass Salute. every time. Of course, of course. Yeah, but, I absolutely. mean, come on. I'm not supposed to lose Air Force. I hear you. 41-10 <laughs> uh, to 10 at that before yeah. they okay. came into this matchup against the Gophers. So. so, this is the biggest test for the Gophers, obviously, this Easily. season. It will be probably one of the biggest road tests that they have all year. Yes. Um... Yeah, the running game. I mean, Mo Ibrahim. That's a, he a monster. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, he's just unbelievable. The running game just doesn't stop with these Gophers. Like ever since the last couple of years, they have just been able to churn out these running backs. Not necessarily like in terms of like, hey, these guys are going to get drafted. They're going to be prime NFL talent. But they just they've got a really good rotation going with all these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanner Morgan is looking like old Tanner Morgan. We mentioned that Kirk Shiraka might be the secret sauce to bring that out of him. I just, oh man, again, like the Gophers, I have to be very pessimistic with them because most of my life with them, they've shown me things they can't do instead of things that they can do. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. like when I see them go on the road to Michigan, when I see them go to East Lansing, 
Like, my first instinct would be like, no, there's no freaking way. Mm-hmm. There's no freaking way. And I would have felt them more that way if they would have been Washington and were still a ranked team. But I'm see- the fact that they are three-point favorites, that's that's amazing Special, to me. Yeah. That's I did not expect that. And so, yeah, I can, it's like I said, after, after, after Michigan State loss, and I'm low key, I think there were underdogs in that game too against Washington, if I'm not mistaken. I think I heard that okay. over the radio. I, well, I know Washington's underdogs. ranked now. They're I know that when, now. so I know that Washington, that's probably not a really huge upset when you think about it, like Washington beating Michigan State on the road. Because what, Michigan State was like 11th yeah, at the Michigan time or something? Michigan State was 11th. Man, yep. and they dropped them all the way out of the top 25 for yes, that? Yes, they did. Damn. Yes, they did. That's tough. So yeah, let's hope that they can capitalize on this because the Gophers, like Washington before they made that leapfrog, their names have been right there getting votes for the top 25 for the Associated Press. I don't care yes, about the have. coaches poll. I care about the Associated Press until yes. the college football rankings come out. <laughs> right, then we right. don't care about the Associated Press anymore. Right, right. You get this win, you're in that top 25. That's facts. You get the if for sure. For Big sure. I, and I don't even think it has to be terribly pretty either. Just, I just think if you game. just go there, you make that statement, you make that line come true, people are going to notice that. Yeah. People are going to notice that. And if that does happen, I don't remember the last time the Gophers have been ranked in the top 25 this early in the season. Yes. If that does come true. Let's yes. hope so. And last quick thing, I want to move on from the Gophers really quick, just to yep. bring this up before you guys talk soccer for the last couple moments yes. of the show. Yes. Minnesota Timberwolves basketball is on its way back. First preseason game, October 4th. Eyes peeled well, for that. I know. We will definitely be talking about we it. We got Minnesota Wild preseason game starting this Sunday. So we got hey. hockey right around the corner, too, go. my dude. It's it's crazy. Like baseball's distracting me. Football's obviously very distracting at all times, but it's it's crazy that we are here. And like again, this is the most excited like we'll ever be as Timberwolves fans going into the season. A, so like that's just hitting me right now. Like oh my god, we get to talk about Gobert and stuff. It's Ooh. a fun time to be a Minnesota sports fan. I believe in general, and sure. a really fun time to be a Timberwolves fan because they will be very good this year. Yes, very Let's good. Hope so. Let's that's hope so. my piece. Um. Anyway, moving on to MNUFC. I just I really have just two questions to to, to post <laughs> to the group. Really, uh, the first one is. Why is it so hard to play in Kansas City? Like, <laughs> what, what is it, AJ? We've won there like once in regulation in an nope, entire never, in never, regu- never, never in regulation. See? They've only won there in the playoffs, so they are still searching for that first regulation win down in what they call blue hell. But why is it blue hell? What is it about that place that is Yankee Stadium for this team? I don't know. <laughs> I, it's it's Kansas City. I know. Who, who like it's Kansas City. It's not like it's a major. I, it's weird. It's so weird. But yeah, they go down there. Um, unfortunate own uh, goal for Michael Box. Another who, one. He's had two the last couple weeks, man. This one was very unlucky. It was wrong place, wrong time. Um, and then I don't. They just they didn't they, show up. No, they didn't. They, and they, they got more yellow cards. They looked really bad. Um, in the especially in the first half. It, it, they showed a little life in the second. Mender Garcia gets his first career goal in the MLS. That was a great goal. That was cool. It was very, was good, very good. But you're going into the half down 3-0 to a team that's out. If they lost on Saturday, they would have been eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> I guess now through stuff, MLS.com has them eliminated. I didn't think that was possible okay. um, with a win, but um, I maybe stand corrected. But, yeah, you, you know, you maybe get you get one back and all of a sudden, nope. <laughs> It's it it was really bad showing. They looked like a team. They were playing like a team that, uh, and I know they didn't have Emmanuel Reynoso because of yellow card accumulation. So he was uh, suspended for the match. 
but they've played well without him, and they've shown that they can yeah. do that earlier in the season. They look like a team that was ready to hit the golf course. They look <laughs> they they didn't look like a team that was battling for a home playoff spot, and you know it it, it was it was it was it was frustrating. It was frustrating to watch. Um, but now they have time off, hopefully to yep to uh to maybe reflect and make adjustments over the international break really looking forward to i want to say it's thursday usa japan at uh, 7 a.m looking oh, forward to that one nice. we got some international cool the final international tune-up before the world cup in, a, in, a, in like a month and a half or so um and then uh, saudi arabia on the 27th and that one's a more normal time i want to say it's okay. like 1 145 or so nice. cool. um but yeah no that'll be fun um really nobody Super notable from the loons, I want to say gets a I, uh, Dane St. Clair gets the call up for Canada, which is good news for nice. him. Um, for some reason, Robin Lud did not get the call up for Finland, and that could just be like uh, they maybe they'd want to see somebody else before because that's what Greg Berhalter is doing for the U.S. men's national team. Um, Josh Josh Sargent, my guy from Norwich, gets the gets the call. Um, so hopefully he can uh, show that he deserves to be a spot in that final. Uh, that final uh, roster call-up for the World Cup. But um, very, very brief rant, too. I don't know if you guys saw the the the, the jersey, the kit, world kit drops. For the for the U.S.? For the, yes. <laughs> you had eight years <laughs> to design these. And what you decide to put out is a white T-shirt with a couple sparks of red and blue, and that's it. Yeah. It's terrible. And then the, 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 the away one... <laughs> Granted, I like it more, but I still don't like. It looks like it looks like more of something you would warm up in. It kind of is like this tie dye thing, and I don't mind it because there are some uh, nations that have yeah like sure. some. I'm not gonna say funky because it's, it's because they're, <laughs> they, they, but they seem more orchestrated. Sure. Um, if you check it out on the 27th, Saudi Arabia. I hope they wear it. I love their I love their jerseys. Are they going with a green kind of a thing? Their home is a green, okay. and it's. Mm, it's yeah. so good. I know that Saudi is because their flag is green a little bit too. Yeah, no, theirs is really um, good. Um, I had a whole discussion with people about this, but <laughs> the, the home white is you've seen what they can do in the past, and there's like like it's so simple. It, it, what's bad is when I can go on the internet and I just search like USA World Cup fan made design or and whatever. It looks better than what it's it is. Somebody, yeah, or somebody takes what they did and like 10 minutes after they announce it officially, there's already something I'm like, that looks like 10 times better. It's so plain and I understand that they want to make it so that it's plain so you can wear it out with an outfit and it's not like in your face because then they're going to sell more because that's what this ultimately comes down to is these these giant corporations need to, <laughs> right. to sell more of them. It's not hard to implement something of like, what like what is the U.S.? Red stripes, blue and white. Very know, simple, stars, very yeah, simple right. color Just pattern. Just do something that it like. Look at Croatia. Yeah. If you look up Croatia, th- they stay true to their thing every single time. Isn't it, they do a checkered kind of a thing. Yes, because yeah. that's what that's like their flag. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, their yeah. symbol. They and they do that. Um, it, it's it's. So, I'm I'm looking at it right now. So they got these sleeve things going that are like red and blue, and they're not really going anywhere. But then you have that collar on top, and I've seen people compare this to them. It looks like the pull thing on a, on a package of Oreos <laughs> that you pull down, and it's got that like sticky thing that For like. Who? Uh, the U.S. Men's National Team. Oh, yeah, Like yeah, that I part at the collar, like you pull down on the Oreo thing and yeah. it opens up and then it folds back up and stick back up. That's kind of what it looks like. Um, eh, 
I don't know. What what makes you more angry, AJ? This uniform choice by uh, USA soccer team or the Tria patch going on the wild jerseys? <laughs> I still don't have a direct thing about where the funding from that advertisement is going to because it's not going until I get told that it's going to like okay. the ca- like the cap possibly raising. <laughs> sure, I have an issue with it. But if you tell me that the money that they're going to generate from that is going to allow like the salary cap mm-hmm. to rise, because Nathan McKinnon just signed a deal. Yeah. And Oof. It, it, art, artist, because I'm asking you solely because you're not as um, knowledgeable. You're more of a basketball guy. And I think the salary here is what I have a conversation with in my basketball savvy friends. The highest paid NHL player starting next season will be making $12.6 million annually. What are your thoughts on that number? <laughs> that number sounds the highest paid player? Yes. The highest paid. I was told that was Patrick Beverly money. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's like is. Pat Bev money. Yeah. That's that's like Pat Bev money compared to like LeBron who's making like yes. what 39, 50. 40, well, 50, somebody. somewhere around in Steph Curry's probably making somewhere around 50, 40. The yeah. And I don't know these numbers verbatim, but that's yeah. a ballpark around what they're gonna make annually. But that's the that is the highest paid player in the NHL making that next season. That's nuts. It's a different yeah. league. No, that's nuts. That's wild. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but also I will say the U.S. kits are better than any of the, if you look it up, the Puma. Puma has like a. I like Puma n- stuff. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. Go, go, go look at this template. <laughs> go look at these templates that they, that, that's the big thing. You stop doing templates. Nike, okay. don't, don't force these templates. Puma, Puma especially. These templates are terrible. I feel bad. <laughs> Senegal's away. Oh, poor Senegal. No, Man. no, go look at it. They have like a box. Argentina's away is just like they have a box on the front of their stomach. It's the it's honestly the dumbest thing. Maybe not Argentina. No, sorry. Um, It's another light blue. I'm trying to find it. I'm scrolling. I don't really see it right now. Sen- Senegal, I feel really bad for. Um, here's one. Morocco, they have some stupid stuff on the front. Oh, so yeah, it's the it's the logo Switzer- and then a crest. Switzer- Switzerland's away. These are they ugly. have just a box. It's Puma, uh, Ghana. Like, dude, this is two K level design. The- <laughs> this Ga- is bad. Ghana and Senegal's home. They're they, all the same. They, they're fine. But the away ones, they dictated that they had to do a template where it's like they have a box in the middle, and that's where they're gonna put the player's number. It looks terrible. This, yeah, this crap. it looks terrible because yeah. Or here, Uruguay. Uruguay. There, there's Same no, thing. Yeah, there's Same no thing. It's so bad. Besides it, the colors, there's no differentiating <laughs> it happens, features. This happens once every four years. <laughs> Let the countries have somebody design it because it represents the country. Yeah, not somebody it's sitting so, in an office it's in so San stupid. Francisco. Let or me something. let me just say anyway. that there is nothing, and I repeat, nothing. Like an A.J. Fredrickson rant. Especially about jerseys, man. Nothing the articles, like it, man. The articles he, of clothing. Oh. When he goes on those rants, man, it's 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 a beautiful thing. That's I know, I and we're probably going over on our showtime because of it, so we probably got to wrap it we up, gotta man. We got to wrap it up. Well, Taxi Squad fans, Minnesota sports fans, thank you all for tuning in to today's podcast. Make sure you give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you guys are listening to this on, give us a download mm. on the Score North website because that 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 is the best thing to do to really support the brand, the the podcast that is Taxi Quad, Taxi Squad. Wow, Taxi Quad. Wow. <laughs> What's Taxi the name squad. of the podcast Taxi again? Taxi Squad. There you go. Roll Squad. If, we were, if this was a four person podcast, Taxi Quad would be that would be dope. Well, we got to get Manny back in here then. Yeah. Man. Shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. But for now, I am Artist Woods. I'm with the crew. 
AJ Fredrickson and Jason Stormer, and we are signing off. We will catch you guys on the next episode of Taxi Squad. See you. See you. Bye.